Uh, Good evening. We'll turn to the Gospel according to John. And we'll read the first few verses of the first chapter. Uh, Greetings from Dallas. Saints in Dallas. It's uh, good to be here in Portland once again. And Brother Dave um, thanked me earlier for coming. And I said, don't worry. I said, I'll be asking a few favors in the future. So uh, we'll look into the Gospel of John and we'll read the first five verses of chapter one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Uh, We'll look uh, tonight at this fourth verse. It says, In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Uh, What is life? Uh, It's an interesting conundrum that has uh, been uh, a question uh, for humankind uh, since the beginning. What is life? Uh, Currently, uh, there are many programs that look for uh, life on other planets. In fact, there's a, a bit of a controversy currently with the rover on Mars, whether or not they... Uh, let some bacteria or something make its way there and perhaps falsify any readings they get there. I, I don't concern myself too much with all of that. I just think it's really cool that we sent something to Mars. But we, we endeavor to, to seek out life. We endeavor to seek out uh, the, you know, wherever it might be. Uh, they uh, hypothesize that uh, there might have one time been water uh, on the moon. And perhaps there is or was water on Mars. And and the reason we look for water is because water is necessary for life. Uh, You know, perhaps some uh, people have this idea that we'll build colonies on Mars or the moon. I think that would be pretty cool too. Uh, But I I just don't concern myself too much with that because there's a lot to be sought after life here. What is life? What, What does that mean? What does it mean, life? I I looked at the definition. It's amazing how complicated the definition is for life. We we don't really understand exactly. I think we recognize it when we see it, but we don't. It's really hard to put into words. Is life something that's animated? Is life something that breathes? Is life something that reproduces? What what are the characteristics? Uh, By that definition, we would say that a flame is alive. It's animated. It breathes. It consumes, it reproduces. Uh, but, but we can look at this intrinsically and understand that a flame is not alive. There's no life there in the flame. So what differentiates it from what we would call life? Life gets so complicated that sometimes we even have to, uh, to put uh, different, defin- or different uh, uh, attributes to describe the kind of life we're talking about. Plant life, animal life, ocean life. You know, whatever it might be. So what is life? Uh, Well, we know a few things about life. Uh, We know that life is fleeting. 
Uh, we can turn to James 4.14. James 4.14 says, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. I don't think this is a surprise to anybody. We know that life is fleeting. Life is uh, is challenging. There are many that we can look back through and think that they, they died too young. Uh, it, it goes away. It's just like a vapor. Many people seek immortality by the things that they leave behind to try and leave a legacy. I particularly enjoy classical music. And it's not unheard of for people to refer to the legacy of Bach or of Beethoven or of Mozart. You know, they left a a legacy. Uh, Well, uh, they still died. Everybody I mentioned, their life was a vapor. It was here and then it was gone. So we know that life is fleeting. That that it it, it is uh, something that goes by very quickly. Even if we were to to look at uh, plant life, and and there have been some uh, things that they hypothesize have been hundreds of years old, that's still only hundreds of years. Uh, Life is fleeting. It's a glimpse. It's it's a moment. It's it's over before you 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 realize it. Uh, You know, it's interesting because we uh, those of us that have kids, uh, do you feel the same way? You blinked, and all of a sudden they're adults. It just goes by so fast. It just goes by at what feels like this rapid pace, and the older I get, the faster it seems to go. I agree with the one who said, you know, somebody stopped the world, I want to get off. It just goes by so fast. We know that life is the principal thing. If we turn to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Uh, This is Moses here. He says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Life is the principal thing. If you uh, go into a hospital and you have cancer and can't breathe, guess which one they treat first? They, they, They always go for the thing that is most immediate, Uh, They aren't concerned uh, that you have cancer until you can breathe. Life is the principal thing. Uh, We we seek it out. We want to know that it's going to last. We hold on to it with every fiber of our being. Uh, You know, it's amazing. After I got saved, suddenly I wasn't really afraid of death. That didn't mean that I didn't get nervous around high places. I don't like heights. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't like being at the edge of something, at the precipice, because I, I realize that with my uh, inability to stand up straight sometimes, I might just fall right over. Uh, but there's this inclination, there's this natural need in ourselves to make sure that we're safe. Life is the principal thing. It's the most important thing. If you don't have life, you, well, you can't get it back. Once it's gone, it's gone. (laughs) And if we turn to Ecclesiastes 1.4, pardon me, 1.14, we read that life is trouble. (laughs) 
Ecclesiastes 1.14. This is the words of Solomon. King Solomon, he says, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. This is, the Bible calls him the wisest man that ever lived. And he, he summed up life in just a few verses. Vanity and vexation of spirit. <laughs> life is trouble. Uh, troubles come our way. It's, uh, it's just born into us. Even uh, we, we know that the scripture also says that in this life we will have trouble. It just is a, it's part of the human condition. Troubles come our way. I remember when I was young and I, apparently I had a really good life because I didn't realize that how good I had it. But I used to think, you know, oh man, it, it, this, this is just really easy. <laughs> well, the Lord has a way of teaching you things as you get older. Uh, it got so it wasn't as easy as I used to think it was. Trouble came. It just is a part of, of life. Uh, troubles, it seems, is the, the lot. And right now you're probably thinking, well, let's make it a little more encouraging, right? So we may not be able to define life. We may not be able to uh, try and grasp uh, what it is, but we've read a few things here. It's fleeting. It's the principal thing. And in this life, we will have trouble. It's interesting when we're young, you know, we talk about real life. Well, we don't talk about it when we're young. Uh, we talk about it when we're older, real life. Um, I have a, a daughter who's in college right now, and she's learning about real life. She's learning about how, you know, she's been in the protective custody of her parents so far, and she's, she's kind of reaching out and to see what life is all about, and she's learning about what real life is. You know, before real life, when we were younger, we used to uh, perhaps uh, daydream or we would uh, make believe. And it was fun, you know, to make believe that we had superpowers or to make believe that we, uh, you know, were the president or that we were a king or a queen of some domain. It was fun to, to make believe. And, and so we, we tend to tell our kids or at least teach them that, uh, that that's not real life. Real life is, well... Trouble, and there's going to be things that come, and you need to be prepared for those things. We send our kids to school for that very reason, so that they can learn, so they can be educated, so that they can have a shot at having a life in this old world. So, uh, life. I'm talking about real life. Uh, well, the, the the reality is, is that what we think of as real life is just temporary. The, the beauty of what we've talked about here is that what we've described, the things, the reason we can't grab or wrap our minds around it as, as people is because uh, this old world is tainted. This old world is cursed. And if we want to talk about real life, what real life is, we read about that in John. Uh, let's read that again. Verse 4, chapter 1, In Him was life. That's where life comes from. The, the life that you and I live here is just a shadow. But Jesus came to offer more. Jesus came to offer real life. Jesus came to, to offer us eternal life. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I like that word everlasting. 
I'm reminded of a, a kid's book that I read. And in there was a, something called an everlasting gobstopper. And this was a, a, a candy that, that never diminished. You could, you could have it forever and it would never get any smaller and still be just a joy to have every day. Well, the, the gobstopper is fiction. Uh, you might have some really tough gobstoppers, hard candies, uh, but the reality is there is no such thing as an everlasting gobstopper, but there is a, such a thing as everlasting life. And Jesus paved the way that you and I can have it. All of these things we talked about, what is life? Well, the things that I've described are, are the temporal life, the, uh, the, the human life. Uh, but Jesus came that we can have eternal life, that we can have spiritual life. And it's not as easy to define. The, the reality of this, uh, even Nicodemus, as Jesus was talking to him there, he didn't understand, he didn't get it. Jesus told him that he needed to be born of the Spirit. That this, this thing that we're talking about here, that we can, we can have eternal life, we can be born of the Spirit, that we can have a changed life. You heard testimonies tonight of those that have tasted of that eternal life. That this, this old life has passed away in some sense, and now they are on a path of new life. I like that. New life. Uh, what Jesus offers unto us. Oh, this old life still has trouble. We heard about that in testimony too. Uh, this old life, uh, this old life is, well, life is still the principal thing. But this idea that life is fleeting is just a temporary thing because Jesus offers us eternal life. We know that life comes from God just from the very beginning. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. The, the power of God to breathe into what was in essence a ball of mud. And it became a living soul. God offers us to so much more than we can perceive here on this earth. But then this old world was, was tainted. We see that God's creation rebelled against him and brought uh, sin, brought death. And in essence, when we are born, we are born into that same death and that curse. But it's by God's grace and his mercy that he has extended life enough that you and I have this time now that we can experience real life. That we can experience life beyond this old world. That we can receive eternal life. He told the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, he said, if you knew who was talking to you, you would have asked of him and he would have given you living water. You see, that's what Jesus offers tonight. He offers living water. He offers the opportunity to be able to shed this old life and be ready to meet him in the next. You see, when we get to heaven, uh, I thought about that recently. I thought about heaven and what it means. Uh, when we get there, there will be no more pain. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more death. There will be no more enemies. 
There will be no more uh, struggle. But we shall be in one long rest uh, with God the Father. Uh, There we can be uh, as He had meant it to be. That one day we could be with Him and have overcome this old life and be in life eternal. I'm reminded of a, a sermon Brother Nolan Roby preached at a camp meeting. And he talked about eternal life as if it was like we talk about plant life or animal life. And so the question is, have you received eternal life? Have you accepted real life from the life giver, the one and only? Because he offers it to you tonight. Wherever you are under the sound of the word of God, he offers it to you right now. And just like Moses, he offers you the same opportunity. He says, I offer you, (coughs) I offer you life and death. He says, choose life. Choose life. Choose uh, the eternal life. Choose uh, a life uh, filled with the glories of God. Uh, Choose uh, a life uh, that is uh, above and beyond anything this life can throw at you. It's good for us to talk about heaven. Uh, I find that uh, we did a Bible study recently on heaven. And you start thinking about heaven and this old life and its problems just kind of go away. Uh, Because we know that one day we're going to step into glory uh, with the Lord uh, above. Uh, The last special tonight was uh, on that time when that happens. The midnight cry. Uh, You know, we we talk about it in terms of uh, the midnight cry because we're talking about it as if it was one clock. Uh, They have a, a doomsday clock. You can look this up on the internet. Talking about how close we are to Armageddon. Well, I don't put any stock in faith that they know any better than I would. Uh, but we knew, no, do know that, that God is keeping a clock. We do, know, we do know that there is a point at which he's going to say, uh, Son, go get your children. Uh, son, it's time. Uh, son, uh, go uh, and receive them. And that could be this very minute. It could be in the next five minutes. Uh, the Lord is coming. And the only, uh, the only uh, path uh, to that eternal life is if you get it here and now. Because once that door is closed, once the midnight cry goes out, there will be no more opportunity. You and I, uh, anybody left, will be stuck uh, with the choice that they have made. But you can choose life. But you can choose the Savior. You can choose eternal life. And God will, God offers that to you here tonight. Where are you at in your walk with the Lord? Perhaps just even thinking about a walk with the Lord is a brand new to you. Well, you're, you're in the right place. The, the Lord has made it possible for you to hear His Word, uh, which is the power that can transform you. Uh, all you need to do is come in repentance and believe that Word. And God will save. That, that's, not a, that's not a supposition. That's not a, uh, a maybe. Uh, that is the Word of God. God is not a man that He should lie. He, he uh, speaks the truth. And so God offers that to you tonight. He offers to you life. He offers to you uh, peace. 
He offers to you to walk with you through the rest of this old life and right on in through those gates to eternal life. Uh, God offers that tonight. Will you accept it? Will you choose life? Come out and seek the Lord.